This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 101 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. This tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For all of your holiday shopping needs, visit equestriancollections.com. Enjoy today's tip. This is Glenn Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and you're listening to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have back with us an international dressage rider, Lisa Wilcox. She's co-host of the Dressage Radio Show. Lisa is an international dressage competitor, trainer, and teacher. Well-respected throughout the world for her talents, Lisa's a sought-after clinician. Her training philosophy emphasizes the correct use of seat to allow the horse to develop freedom and expression of its gaits. Her motto is do it with a smile, and she does smile all the time. I can attest to that. This tip is taken from episode 28 of the Dressage Radio Show. If you would like to hear the whole show, please take a listen at dressageradio.com. Lisa and co-host Chris Stafford had a very fascinating conversation about the seat, actually, and I think you'll you'll enjoy it. I, it's a little longer than we normally do, but I think it was such a good conversation that that you'll enjoy it before we get to them they'll be here right after we talk a little bit about our friends at equestrian collections and that fun time of year when it's holiday shopping time equestrian collections has all you will need for your holiday shopping for your horse friends and family stop over to equestriancollections.com and right on their homepage, you're going to see a multitude of links for shopping for gifts and they have thousands of gift ideas for that horse lover in your life. Stop on over there. You'll find the gift you want and need for your horse-loving friends and family at a price you can afford. Just go to equestriancollections.com. Well, Lisa, we talked last week, uh, last time you were on, we, we really got into the techniques, and, and, and you and I, uh, I know we, we share a lot of common uh, ground here when it comes to the basics of classical dressage. So, uh, yeah. We wanted just a little bit d- 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 to to build on that conversation we were having about the independent seat and the importance of developing an independent seat. Yeah. And someone was asking me the other day, well, what is an independent seat? Yes, well, that's a good question, isn't it? I, I, I think we should start there. Do you want to go ahead with that one? Good idea. Yes, I will. I'd love to. You know, an independent seat is... You know, when, when I'm talking to riders, I say, you carry your hands, the horse carries his head. We don't carry their heads. And in order to do that, you have to have balance, strength through your core, which is going to be one of the things I talk about in my training tip of the week, but strength through your core to balance yourself independent of the reins. You know, look, Mom, no hands. Remember those days? You rode your bike down the street, your mom was mortified. You finally (laughs) had balance not to use the handlebars. And uh, if there's one thing I try to, um, you know, my is the reins are not handlebars. And unfortunately, they become handlebars when we lack an independent seat. Rather than sitting up using our back muscles, stomach muscles, not necessarily thigh. My thigh is very loose. I don't want to close the back down, so I'm not vice gripping. 
person of a nice, relaxed, loose thigh that lies around the barrel. And otherwise, I'm sitting up. My seat bones are in contact with the saddle because I'm sitting up. Belly button leading, shoulders back. And in this posture, I have to be able to manipulate the rein without blocking the horse's movement forward. Right. And when I and say it's a, a half-halt in <clears throat> forward, it isn't pulling back to have a horse do a downward transition. No. The horse maintains the length of neck. You squeeze your fist. He feels that barrier on the end. He feels that he's been definitely given a specific parameter. He yields to it. The fist relaxes in the moment that it feels him yielding. He maintains his length of neck, maintains his frame, and we will do a downward transition. So, and importantly, that you're not you're not using the horse to keep your balance. Basically, you're exactly. not using your range. You're not using the horse to keep your balance. Now, I don't know about you, Lisa, but way back when, when I was very young, we went through all kinds of exercises to develop an independent seat. And mm-hmm. some were more fun than others, but they were all hard work, but they all achieved the end result of developing a, a strong core and an mm-hmm. independent seat that no matter what the horse did, where, is, where he put his head, it didn't affect where you were. You always stayed over the center of balance. Correct. And, I'm, and I remember, I don't know if you, did you go through Pony Club? I knew you grew up in the Midwest, yes. didn't you? Yes, I sure did. So I did, you know, we did the pony club thing, and then I, because uh, I grew up in England, I went through equitation school, and one of the things we used to do, we used to, in the indoor arena, we used to have what we called the yard ponies. There were a bunch of ponies that anybody could jump on, and it, <clears throat> and we'd do all kinds of exercises with them to develop, you know, to, to, to teach us to be independent of them, you know, that, uh, mm-hmm. and we'd be riding them with our arms folded. We'd canter around an arena with our arms folded. We'd walk, we'd trot, we'd canter with our arms folded. And we just learned to use our body. And we'd and often ride them with a head collar and reins attached to the head collar. So you were never exactly, interfering with them. Exactly, which the head collar meaning a halter, correct? Yes, correct. Yes. British and, translation. And, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I love it. <laughs> and the other thing we did which was really neat. And at the time, I thought it was crazy, but I can see the benefit of it. And, I, and it really did help you develop uh, an independent seat. We would have a line of six cavalettes on one side of the arena. This was all indoors. So, you know, if we got bucked off or we lost our balance, it didn't matter too much. And we would start with uh, the head collar and the reins on the head collar and, and the saddle. When so we there'd be a group of us, maybe six or eight of us in the class in that lesson, and we'd start by just trotting down the line of cavalettes and circling around and trotting down the line of cavalettes. And now the first time we went down that line, we had to pull one stirrup iron off at the leather at the top, and then drop it. Um, and when we cleared the cavalettes, we'd then take as we took it off as we were going over the cavalettes, we'd take it off. Oh. And we'd drop it off all in a pile at the end. And then we'd come around again, and we had to take the other one off while we were down those, in the middle of those six cavalettes. Wow. And drop that off. And then the next time we came round, 
we had to unhitch the unhook the, the girth, undo the girth. And then the next time we came round, we had to slide in front and pull the saddle out from behind us and drop it in the pile at the end. Wow. And so then, then we, if you were in the center of the saddle or center of the horse, yep, etc., yep, and had yep. your balance, the saddle stayed square. Exactly. Wow. And then we take the saddle off. And then the next time we came around, we came around with our arms folded as we went down that cavalletes, and we had to do that a few times. At bare this back, point, bare back. Bare with back, your hands just folded. With our arms folded. I and we that. would do this, and with ponies, they would get into a trot and then to a canter. And then, you know, ponies being ponies, as soon as they'd gone down up, up over the last cavalletes, they'd come back to a trot. So you'd have to kick them and come around again. <laughs> but that was wow. just an example of, of teaching us to be independent, that we never touched that pony's mouth. We never yeah. used it, him for balance, that we could do all these things. That you without could coordinate your body to do all these different things without losing your balance. Yes. And that's, and I'll tell you, the, the most, that's an amazing, I, we were basically bareback my, with our uh, quarter horse thoroughbreds. We rode very often bareback because my father was very adamant about not, having us hang up in a stirrup somewhere and we had lots of acreage and he wouldn't be around to free us and this, that, and the other and he'd rather the horses ran home and we came trotting behind. But, uh, so, but through these pony games and the bareback riding and barrel racing and running down and sticking a, you know, a stick in a bucket and then looking around the barrel, and I've seen these are the, some of the fun games. They have the, the pony games in Germany, and the yes. kids have no saddles. And yes. they're reaching and leaning, and, and they're not touching the pony, basically. They're just doing their... Well, they're participating that's exactly in right. this game. And, that's right, and, and that's what I do. And not even realizing they're learning balance. That's so exactly fun. right. Well, I have to say that before I did these at Equitation School, I'd already done a lot of pony club stuff and a lot of gymkhanas where we did that. You know, exactly. for, since I've been knee-high to a fetlock, we did gymkhana yeah. stuff, all those games where you were yeah. hanging off your pony and left and right and and <clears throat> sometimes leaning down at a full uh, full tilt yeah. counter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd That's be going full movie. tilt and you'd be leaning off them, but you never lost your seat. You never lost your balance. Oh, you did fall and off sometimes. You learn courage, etc., etc. Et uh, these yeah. these kids learn courage, but bringing this back to the world of the amateurs and the people who start a little later, you know, they're this is going to be a little threatening and intimidating. But lunging, going yes. back to being lunged in the saddle and having good horses that you know allow a rider to feel the movement give a leg aid without holding on, sitting up there, being able to sit the trot, sit the canter, finding the strength to fit the, to, to, to uh, sit the swing of the back. That's an, you know, that's, that's all part yes. of it. Yes. And I think you're and, right. And, and I think importantly, and a lot of our, our, our listeners are of that adult amateur group who have not had the benefit like you and I had of pony club and learning to do things on a pony, which is a lot easier to fall off and, you know, get and get back on again. And it is 
somewhat intimidating for them. I know a lot of people, uh, and I'm sure you do, have lots of people that have never ridden, ever, ever ridden bareback. No, and, exactly. And, and, and wouldn't know what that feels like. But uh, I think our message to, to everyone has to be that if you have the opportunity to get into a, maybe a round pen or an enclosed space and get on the end of a lunge line and, and feel what that's like to ride bareback and learn to be independent of any artificial aids or even a bridle or a saddle, it's a wonderful way to develop and strengthen your core mus muscles and develop an independent seat. And that segues very nicely into your training tip of the week, doesn't it, Lisa? Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation between Chris and Lisa. This will actually be continued uh, tomorrow, where Lisa will do the related tip that she discussed uh, there at the end. So tune in tomorrow to hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. Well, you can hear that whole episode with uh, Chris and Lisa at episode 28 at dressageradio.com. We'll be also continuing later this week our series with Fran Jurga on great gift book ideas for the equestrian lover in your life. Every, every horse person seems to like horse books, so we'll be doing that as well. And I also have the great fortune today for the Stable Scoop Radio Show to record an interview with Monty Roberts. We're very excited about that, and we'll be doing that uh, today, and that'll go live on StableScoop.com on Friday. So we're excited about that here at the Horse Radio Network as well. Please drop me an email at glenn with two ends at horseradionetwork.com and let me know if you're enjoying the show. If you have any questions or specific tips you want to hear about, we want to hear from you. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the network like the Dressage Radio Show and the Stable Scoop Show over at horseradionetwork.com. Well, we'll be back again tomorrow with the second part of Lisa's tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone. <laughs>